Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Top of the morning to y'all. Good morning, everyone. As I'm getting ready, I just realized that uh, my fancy cup, my fancy self-heating cup wasn't set. I'm like, why is my coffee so cool? So I'm just uh, just real going problems through my... over here. Oh, these are real world first world problems here. <laughs> Today is Wednesday, February 2nd. It's cold in Edmonton. It's real cold in Edmonton. Tell us. Uh, well, just my little minus twenty six. Well, it says minus thirty here. <laughs> oh, really? On my end. Yikes. So, uh, just another reason to hustle your butt off and provide enough passive income and cash flow to give you the financial freedom to not leave the house. And that's what I'm doing today. Staying in the house. You know what, though? We have like a six-day streak of beautiful weather. Six or seven-day streak of beautiful weather after that. So looking forward to that. And that will be the days that I choose to go outside. (laughs) (laughs) You left the house, though, yesterday? Yes. Yes. In minus 25? Yes. Got me a haircut. I went and closed the Bank of Montreal account. For those of you guys that were tuning in yesterday um, to our accountability day, I'm going to work on a better name. Bear with me. I like it. Uh, well, when you're, when, you're, when, you're, when you're uploading the episode, it's not exactly um, sexy for when someone's scrolling through this at a later date. I'm like, okay, okay, how to do rent to own. Well, that's a good episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that one, download that one. Um, organizing your files for a real estate business. Ooh, that one looks good. Accountability day. Why would anyone ever click on that? I want to work on a better name. Sure. There's a lot of value in there, right? You do. You. I will do as I do. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of value in those, in that episode, right? Yeah. Except no one will ever click it until they click this one. Well, I know as a matter of fact that Kathleen listened to it after. She's on some night shifts, so she listened to it after, <clears throat> shot a message, yeah. said she was sad she missed live accountability day. Well, she sent wh- in her task. Did she? Yeah. Hang on. To me. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't <laughs> see any emails come through. You know what? I, to be honest, I keep that email closed. It's one of 12,000 emails that we have for all of our different businesses. And you know what we didn't receive yesterday? What? Any emails in a... So... <laughs> That's exactly That's my point. No <laughs> one downloaded the episode. Okay. Well, uh, I I beg to disagree. Didn't we have the second? Beg to disagree. I beg beg to disagree. Didn't we have the like second highest download day yesterday? That is true. Actually, that so, was we almost broke our record. Yeah. Corey Corey says morning y'all. Bummed I missed yesterday too. Oh, Did you download it and listen to it though, Corey? Snoozing. <laughs> 
Yeah, this 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 top fan thing is uh, is a real deal. I mean, you got to stay, you got to be on it every day, clicking those hearts and sharing yeah. the show. Um, Waking up at five a.m. to do it, Corey. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got it as tough as Corey, though. <laughs> Way on the west coast. Um, Good for you, Corey. He says um, it's downloaded, and he's going to listen today. He's doing a capital raising course, and it's been pretty intense. Mm. Corey needs to raise some big capital. Mm. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's real good. Focus. Oh, today is February 2nd. Well, I'm just uh, creating my <laughs> Did own Did everybody site. get their, own, their rent? That's what I'm about to ask. Did everyone get their rent? Did we get all of our rent, Gabby? Uh, there was one. There was a late one last night. missing. So... I'm thinking that we have one that didn't come Did, in. Was it the one that came in like nine o'clock last night? No. Yeah, we have one unpaid. Mm. Mm. <laughs> can you give me a hint as to what property it is so I can? Because it'll 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 stress me out for the next hour. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. Write it down on a piece of paper. It's fine. Don't worry about. I it. I want to talk about strategy, but I'm kicking them out. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's probably a logical explanation. It's probably just real. Their fingers are really cold from this cold weather, and they forgot to hit the e-transfer. <laughs> write down the write down the property right there. No, Do it. don't worry about it. I I this am worrying stuff, about uh, it. These you are my problems. Don't tell someone who's problems. worrying not to worry about it. It's like telling someone who's in a bad mood that they're in a bad mood. It's the last thing they want to hear. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got it. Don't worry. She's. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay. Well, Corey says that all the rent is in, including our four new leases for the most recent Fourplex Week completed. Congrats. I had, oh man, I had one. There we go. (laughs) I've been using my woohoos like a chump. Get the audio thing to do it. Um, Okay. So um, also, it is cold out. And, uh, you know, I read negative 28 when I got up. I see negative 30 right now. What, what, what's something, this is in Edmonton. So if you're an Edmonton investor or, you know, anywhere within the, um, probably this, anywhere in Alberta, it's going to be cold right now. So what you need to do when it gets this cold is you need to send an email to your tenants and let them know to check the furnace fence. Yeah. It's actually funny. Cause I just let the dog out before I came down. And- well, now we know who let the dogs out <laughs> and problem uh, solved. There was a little bit of um, ice buildup coming down. I uh, I didn't have shoes on, so I didn't go out and knock it off, but I will be. Okay. Yeah. Um, send an email to your tenants to let them know. Uh, hey, another thing I heard about was that on-demand hot water tanks have a similar uh, thing. <laughs> um, and make sure they're clearing off those vents as well. Otherwise, you're going to get a call that there's no hot water, and then you're going to send the furnace person. The furnace person spend a couple hundred bucks. The plumber, and oh, yeah, and then trying to diagnose it and everything else. Every time, every single time, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to, as they're before they even walk up to inside the house, they're going to walk on the side of the house and see if the vents are covered with ice and yeah. snow buildup. So just make sure it's been getting done um leo 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 in westlock 43 in westlock gross which proves my strategy no i I was talking with someone that off show was it on show no it was on show was it on show (laughs) and i can't believe you're getting back into it it proves my my theory 
but small towns are colder than big towns. <laughs> I couldn't remember if I had a private discussion on that or not. <laughs> uh, there you go. We've been to Westlock. Have we? I was literally just pulling out my map to see where Westlock was. If I recall, we stayed at a cabin there once. Yep. Okay. But you said, okay, sure. Small town. Your little small town three. But you also said south of us. Westlock is north of us. Oh, yeah, and of course it's colder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I correct. <laughs> it's a working theory. Okay. <sighs> yeah. I'll... <laughs> I'll let you read that. Leo says, yes, but people are warmer with a smiley face. That's nice. What a sweet little town. <laughs> oh, do you write for Hallmark? <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. Okay. Well, today I'm going to let it be a, a bit of a dealer's choice. Um, I'm going to let everybody, you know, bring in the questions that they want to talk about. In the meantime. We did well, have a question from yesterday that went unanswered. Do we now? Oh, yeah. uh, can you pull that up? Yeah, sure. I just actually just reminded me because Pete just joined in and he had a question yesterday that we totally glossed over and I'm going to pull it up and we're going to answer it. Dang it. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, and Pete's Pete, here. Yeah. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Pete. Um, do, 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 do. What's Pete's last name? Pete. Repeat. If is that your actual name? Pete? To Pete. What? To Pete? Pete, like Pete, it's telling us to repeat it. So to Pete or Pete, Pete. Pete squared? Sure. Okay, I have the question. <laughs> I don't know. So Pete says, what are your thoughts? Oh, it's Pete Repet. Oh, it's not repeat. I can see oh. it right there. It's French. A repete? Don't make fun of his last name. I'm not making fun of it. Just because you didn't take French in school does not mean you get to say repete. I did take French. Clearly you did not. <laughs> Anyways, the question, <laughs> what are your thoughts about having extended family involved in your real estate business? <clears throat> I have a family member who is a realtor, and I'm not sure if I want them involved as it could create conflicts on the personal side. Appreciate your thoughts. Mm. Are they the type of people that would create conflict? Well, I think there's maybe two, two different ways to look at that question. Like what kind of conflict? Mm. Because um, do you mean like that maybe they don't do their job good enough and you need to end up like kicking them to the curb at some point and that's awkward? Or do you mean that... What role would they be playing in your scenario? Oh, a realtor. Okay, have, we need some clarification. I don't have the question in front of me, so I'm going to pull up the question. Maybe I misheard it. About ha What are your thoughts about having extended family involved in your real estate business? I have a family member who is a realtor, and I'm not sure if I want them involved as oh, real conflicts on the personal side. Um, oh, as one of your um, uh, so I, power I, team members. Yeah, I assumed that it would be that they would be involved as your realtor finding new deals. Um, and if that's the case. Well... They're going to hate you if you don't use them. Or one of your aunts or uh, uncles is going to say, well, why aren't you using Annabelle? Annabelle, she just got her license. Why didn't she use her? Why would you use someone else and pay them $7,000? for your, You're buying all this real estate. Why don't you use Annabelle? And you use Annabelle, and Annabelle's just got her license, and she doesn't you know. She, I'm just 
speaking generally, not not your actual extended family. But you know, Animal does no shit about you know real estate investing. She says, "Oh, this night this property is nice. It's got good curb appeal. It's going to attract really nice tenants." That's the extent of well. This so um, Pete just added in a comment and says they may influence the direction of purchases. Hmm. If that's the case, and I would say definitely not Keep, treat it like a business. Yeah. Uh, and we always preach on the realtor side to always make sure that you are finding <clears throat> an experienced um, investor, investor realtor who like, that's what they do. Those are the clients that they deal with are investor related. Um, and I know personally people who haven't done that and have had to end up um, switching realtors and it's awkward. Mm-hmm. When they're when they're not even family, <laughs> oh, when they're just somebody that you've been working with for a long time, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Well, sorry, you can't really help me anymore." <laughs> they're like, "Yes, I can. I own rental properties. I know what I'm doing." Yeah, um, I, I think it'll be a tougher divorce um, or a tougher uh, break termination up. breakup uh, than than. And you know what? That's part of the business. Um, you know, we've we've had. Quite a few realtors yeah. over the over the years, and for at some different stages, we've we've transitioned into different um, types of strategies and different. Um, uh, we've been focusing on different things, and it just it was that was the right move to make was to go and work with a realtor whose focus is on that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they were just not what we were looking for; they weren't as experienced, and we just went and moved on it's a lot easier when there's not a connection i mean you're gonna run into them eventually yeah. a family member extended family yeah um i so it's gonna ha- i don't know I, you're, you're kind of exposing yourself to a lot of risk of in the future if it doesn't work out that's going to be something that's going to be either an awkward thing for your family or for you in the future or you're going to probably sit on that decision for much longer than you need to because mm-hmm. you're worried about what family is going to say and everything else. Mm-hmm. So business is business and I, and just treat it like one. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my opinion. I think he asked for our thoughts. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without having any more context. Yeah. And honestly, I think that that would be an easier conversation to have before like before you really got into it and started buying properties, then, then hiring them and having to then break up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just having that conversation out of the gate saying, Hey, I know you're a realtor. Um, but I, uh, I need an investor focused realtor who knows these types of things. Um, we, we actually, I had, know those things. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had a conversation in length about this in one of our um, mastermind group meetings about like, for instance, if you're going to be renovating a house or or burying a house, um, you want a realtor who can like walk around the property with you and be like, oh, this would be the fr- perfect floor plan. Here's where, you know, if you tore down this wall and you did this and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, if you need to redo the bathroom, that's going to be, you know, like 5K for, you know, to do this, this and this. Like, no, it's and we talked about how it's not their job to know how much like renovations and stuff are going to cost. <clears throat> right. It's their job to 
to tell you what the property's worth and what it'll be worth when it's done and run comps and stuff. Sure, yeah. that's their job. But if you have somebody who can go through like that, which most really good real estate and focused in, uh, realtors will, that is huge value. Yeah. Huge. You're and that to- is why you go with a, an investor-focused realtor. Yeah. Because they can go through and tell you these things. They know every suited um, single family home that's that's sold in whatever area you're looking around the city. They yeah. know because that is their focus. That's what they, they don't need to pull the comps. <laughs> they can also tell you that actually they've got another client that bought in this neighborhood recently and tried flipping it, but it stayed on the market for significantly longer because, because it had a single garage as opposed to double garage or, you know, just the layout of this property or, you know, just expect an extra $10,000 in holding costs because it's probably going to sit on the market a little bit longer than this this property that's next door. Similar to the discussion we had recently about that property last week, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, a good a good realtor who does flips on a regular basis is going to recognize that. Yeah. <clears throat> and not just say, oh, this would be a good flip. Mm-hmm. You should be able to make some good money off of it. Yeah. Right? In theory. But, you know, dealing with someone who deals with flippers on a regular basis or dealing with someone who who finds properties for clients that could add a secondary suite or dealing with a realtor who has um, their finger on the pulse for new built construction turnkey properties. Right. I, I, and every each every each of those three things, I, I had a realtor in mind for each of those for yes. my area. Yeah. Right. We use that realtor for this. We use that realtor for this. We use that realtor for this. Mm -hmm. But I don't use one realtor for everything. Yeah. And as Gabby said, which one is giving you the most value? For what you're doing. Yeah. You know, for me, sometimes it was even, you know, what extra stuff am I going to get from this? Well, this person knows about this. And and this person posts pictures of all their clients afterwards. And that's going to help me with my social media branding. Mm -hmm. Right? That's that's an extra bonus. That's an extra incentive. Yeah. Right? This person will probably, you know, have me. Well, great. Here's a great example. I'll, I'll give you real life example. I, I don't. I don't hold back. Um, we did a flip. Calvin Hexter had us on his flip tour, so people were able to come out and see our flip mm-hmm. on his flip tour. That's valuable to me. It's huge and, value. Yeah. And he did that on purpose. He's he's providing value to us as as a valued client, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's providing value to everybody else in the Edmonton area as well. You get to come out for free to come check out flips and learn from ex- experts. Yeah, v- very smart what he did there. Yeah, very smart. He provided value to everyone. That's extra incentive. Yeah. So when you're thinking about a realtor and like, yeah, any realtor can pull comps, any realtor can set you up with a search, any realtor can fill out a purchase contract. Oh, what are, what do we even pay them for? Think about the extra, you know, incentives that you can get from it. That's my thought process. Well, and did you hear us talking about um, a while back about the first um, on-purpose rental property that we bought? Yeah. We bought a suited property, thinking it was a suited property. Uh-huh. It wasn't a legally suited property. Uh-huh. Realtor told us it was a suited property. We were all good. <sighs> she, um, she owned, rental, she owned properties. rental properties. She told us she knew it. She could help us and she knew what she was doing. She was fantastic. Oh, amazing lady. She like, was an amazing yeah. woman. She gave us really cool gifts. Yeah. And no, and and still to this day, like she she's awesome. She, she was doing a flip when we were doing yeah. that as well. She yeah. was in the middle of a flip in a really nice neighborhood. Yeah. But she one was, would assume yeah. <laughs> that she was investor focused. Yeah. But she was not. Her her main bread and butter in real real estate was <clears throat> um finding homeowners their homes and selling their old homes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So 
it's so nothing bad. Just she wasn't right. You go through comments. I yeah, see Annette, maybe perhaps. Um. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed a few. Uh, yes. Can I? Can I just um, summarize yeah. with with Pete? Pete, that's our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Good summary. Um. <laughs> yeah, I. When it comes to awkward conversations and terminations and breakups, I make them very quick. I don't like it's if you want to be successful and you want to keep moving in the forward direction, you can't be bogged down with, you know, thinking about what people are going to think. And so the reason why I, I pointed my, my, my thoughts or my opinion towards that is because you got to be able to move quickly and stuff like that can, um, can really clog up, you know, you moving forward. So, um, I would just avoid it for that reason alone. Now, if you're buying a turnkey property, super simple, then yeah, use that person, give them the seven K or eight K or 10 K, whatever it is. You know what I mean? If you're buying and they're not really doing much other than filling out the paperwork, absolutely pay the person that you know and you know, or a friend or something like that. If there's nothing more that needs to be done, but if you're looking for um, added bonuses and true value and and someone who's going to be able to know, recognize the things that you're not recognizing, then definitely choose someone um, who has a reputation in the industry. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Is your microphone the right way today? Yeah, you guys, when if any of our sound ever seems <clears throat> off, let us know. My microphone was backwards yesterday. <laughs> I'm listening to it afterwards. I'm like, oh, she was backwards. Apparently, it sounded like I was five feet away or something. Anyways, um, Annette says we had a realtor at first who was an investor herself and said she was an investor focused, but she just had different vision than us. So we still had to move on to a new one. Yeah. So, I mean, even just, just because they are investor focused still doesn't mean that they're right for you. Mm -hmm. um, you need, yeah, uh, there's so many considerations and personalities and everything, their responsiveness, their, you know, make sure that whoever you're going with is giving you what you need 100% that they're the right fit. And uh, Courtney here says, sometimes it's easier not to use them from the beginning versus breaking up later. 100%. As I'm sure you guys are aware, this is all streamed and broadcast live on the Podbean app. Um, download Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, and look at the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, and you can listen in live every morning at 6 a.m., or if you're Corey Graham, 5 a.m. on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you can get, join in on the conversation in the chat, in the chat there uh, as well. Um, there's a call-in button. You can call in and uh, speak with us directly. Free coaching, people. Yeah. And yeah. free accountability. As, yes. as was yesterday, which uh, I'm going to get back into a little bit later on in the show. I'm going to follow up with people and see if they actually did it. Yeah. Um, so uh, Pete also added in here on the app um, that that's exactly what he was thinking. And so the advice he was given was to not invest as there are no deals out there as it's a frenzied market. So he really appreciates the input. <laughs> you already knew the answer before you asked. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a reason why you asked. There yeah, there's concerns, a reason right? why you asked. Yeah. And I'm, sure. I'm so sorry it took 24 hours to get your response. Yes. Um, I, I tell people to ask questions and I don't answer them. <laughs> well, it came in right at the top of the show and we were in the accountability right. aspect of it. So I saw it and I was like, okay, we'll do it at the end. And then, <clears> yeah, I just, we were closing up and I was like, shit. Yeah. I mean, poop. And I took a screenshot. <laughs> okay, so uh, Josh uh, says, do you find any conflict with a realtor wanting to be your sole representative? Mm -hmm. If you're using more than one, are they aware? Uh, and how do they like that? 
I asked because a friend from high school got his license and said I had to sign forms to disclose he was my exclusive realtor before he helped me out with anything. Yeah, that's that's common practice for a realtor is that if and this is this is like home purchase or like one investment property purchase. What they'll do is they'll have you sign an exclusivity agreement that says that you're going to stay with them for three or six months. And because they're going to do all this work for you, right? They're yeah. going to set you up in a search. They're going to take you all these houses. And then you go and you buy a house with, you know, with another realtor. They did all that legwork. So they want to make sure that if they're going to do all that legwork ahead of time before getting paid, that you're going to Yeah, they only get paid when you purchase with yeah. them or sell with them. And so... If you want to get around that, I mean, don't waste a realtor's time um, and just speak to a few of the, you know, in big, the big investor focused realtors in the area and tell them what it is that you're looking for. Tell them you're not interested in signing any exclusivity agreements, but these are the types of deals that I'm looking for. If you come across any, email them to me and I will, I will transact. Right. Um, that's, that's the best answer, I think. Otherwise, it, like if, if you're deciding I'm buying a duplex this year um, and you go and you talk to a realtor, a realtor and, and you tell them to set you up with a search and show me duplexes, they're going to have you sign the agreement, right? Just just imagine being a realtor in a position where you've got to drive, you know, someone around who doesn't know what they want and they can't make up their mind. <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a huge waste of their time when they have other clients that are ready to go. So mm-hmm. it's just to protect their their time. I know a realtor um, who had a client that they were trying to find a house for for three years. Tough. And she hung in there with this client until finally three years later. And like this was like actively looking for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like little breaks in between. But yeah, like they put in the work. (laughs) A good realtor does. And I think it's also like if you can think one property at a time, like if you know that you're ready to buy and you engage a realtor to start helping you look, then 100% you are loyal to them Mm -hmm. and they are helping you find the property. But if you're not like, if you're not like, okay, I'm ready to go. If you're just like, hmm, I wonder kind of, you know, like what's out there and stuff, then you can talk to different realtors and see, you know, what what their specialty is and what their, Yeah. uh, yeah, but like, if you're ready to go, then yeah, you're exclusive with someone. For Josh's for Josh's situation there, I think that Josh is probably looking at flips. And flips is one of those situations where I wouldn't sign an exclusivity agreement um, because there's lots of different realtors in and around our area that have access to pocket listings and off-market deals and stuff. A lot of realtors work with wholesalers. So um, having just a bunch of realtors just on, you know, on your speed dial is better for that type of thing. Um, because if someone finds something, say, for example, you sign an exclusivity agreement with one and then another one calls and says, Hey, I've got this deal. It's off market. Um, you know, then you can't go get that deal. So for flipping, I'd keep your options open, speak with wholesalers, speak with lots of realtors, let them know what types of deals you're looking for. Not interested in signing any agreements. Um, but if you bring me that deal, I'll close it. If you're going to buy a specific, I want to buy a turnkey suite of property, then yeah, just sign an exclusivity agreement, get it set up on a search, right? It's yeah. I think all realtors are going to have access to the exact same things unless they have a pocket listing that yeah. comes from one of their other clients. Yeah. So, yeah. And and don't, and like we just talked about, don't just hire them or start using them because they're your friend or your family member. <laughs> I, yeah. Like, uh 
might be a great reason a friend to from just high walk school away got right his now. license was yeah. like <laughs> i you know what i don't think you right. know what he might be a great friend but just don't use him yeah oh just just in it's go talk to any investor who's been investing for at least at least five years and they'll all tell you the exact same thing for a reason yeah because they've all been through the exact same thing that we're talking about right now well, here's a really great um, comment here on the app. Corey says, we had a really bad realtor GC and property management situation in our first deal. I delayed the needed breakup and it cost us a lot of time, money, and heartache. Rip off the Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, find like just having the wrong realtor, yeah, can make you do a bad buy. Can like, like we did. We overpaid for that first property that we bought yeah. considering it wasn't a legal suite. Or... Or they tell you not to invest at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. How far ahead? How I, much money did you lose I, by I not I never by reacted not to that to comment. I was very quiet. But that's like, oh, are you kidding me? It's yeah. hard enough as is to, to, to take action and pull the trigger. And then the someone that you trust within your team tells you not to. Oh, yeah. sorry. There was family <laughs> involved, so I didn't I didn't react to it. But yeah. Yeah. And um, and Annette, regarding her, her realtor breakup, says it was awkward for about a month while we transitioned to the new one, especially so because we were actively putting in offers. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We all caught up? Yep. All right. I'm going to go through. This is going to be actually be painful for the way that I, I saved all these comments. It's going to be ridiculously painful. But I'm going to go through and I'm going to call you guys out if you're here. Okay. Well... We didn't say names. Uh, well, how am I supposed to hold people accountable? Okay, Mr. R. Just you... put it in, just everybody. You you showed up on accountability day and you put your accountability items into the chat. Let us know. Put oh my the... God, that's terrible. Okay, so we're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to restructure this in the future. <laughs> we're going to throw a disclaimer in the future that says, we will be using your name, your first name in the future. And, um... And and following up with you to ensure that you, uh, fair enough. Because how do I hold someone accountable if uh, I can't even say their name? <laughs> um, and like ugh, code. Oh, Let's now pick that, code names. <laughs> now we need code names. Okay. Uh. Oh, Courtney says, I think I miss Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think I misunderstood the timeline and my accountability item was for the month, not the day. <laughs> well, Courtney, since we're on the topic, why is it going to take a month? Good question, Courtney. It's February <laughs> 2nd. Need 27 days. I'm just going to say the task that you are looking to complete, I completed in a Saturday afternoon. At my house. The year's almost over, guys. <laughs> it's going to be my catchphrase for this year. The year is almost over. Yeah. Let's tighten up those timelines, folks. Um, and I mentioned it earlier, and I'm going to be nice. But none of those accountability items really stood out to me yesterday. I, I was expecting some big ones. You know, these are these are items that, you know, we said 
are things that are holding you back from moving forward, right? These are things that you've been putting off for a long time. Mm -hmm. Things are going to have a huge impact that you've just been too scared and you need someone to, to, to hold you accountable for that. So I can, I can call you up I can call you out tomorrow and be like, Hey, did you do it? And, and Oh man, you don't want me to call you out live on a show where this podcast is going to be saved and people can hear all about it in the future. So that's, that's, you know, that sounds really scary. So you better do it, right? That was what I was offering for everyone. And nothing in there really stood out to me. Like it was like, oh, wow, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, you've been putting off that phone call when it's quite clear that that phone call right there, if you can just get that done, would open up everything and you can move forward. So I don't feel like any of those items whether they were for today or whether they're for this week or whether they were for this month, I don't feel like as soon as that they're done, someone's going to have any massive growth. Yeah. Breakthrough, breakthrough moments because of it, because it was accomplished. Um, you know, this is an opportunity to step outside of your comfort zone and to have some serious growth. In all fairness, it also is, well, I don't know. I was going to say that it is kind of hard to think of what those things are on the spot. But I think that if you know, if you know something's holding you back, you know. Well, if you don't know, then that's even that's even worse. Mm -hmm. You don't even know why you're not moving forward. You don't even know what is preventing you from moving forward. <laughs> but that's a wake up call on its own. Absolutely. That you need to that you need to stop and sit down with a pen and paper and <clears throat> dive deep. Why am I not moving forward? Yeah. I've got these big audacious goals. I say to myself, I'm going to be moving across the country with this big expensive house and I want a hundred thousand dollars a month. And yet we're, we're 32 days, 33 days into, uh, into the year already. And I didn't, I don't even know what's holding me back. <laughs> Let alone how, if I, when I do figure it out, how long it's going to take me to actually do the thing that's holding me back. In order for me to start moving forward, the year is almost over. Is that going to be like the new thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If here's a very general cliche statement, but if it were easy and it were something you can do in your sleep, then everybody would be doing it, but it's not. There's a reason why nobody has, you know, $100,000 a month in passive income by accident. It's because they had to do really, really, really hard things. They had to figure out what those things were, that were really hard out were first and then go and do them. Wake up call. Big mm -hmm. wake up call. Spend today and figure it out. Yeah. Spend the next hour and figure it out. Don't wait. No, I don't want to give you a day. I don't want to give you a month. I don't give you a week. Figure it out right now. I should see 15 people drop off this call and go sit down for the next 15 minutes before your kids wake up and figure out what the hell is, is holding me back right now. Figure it out right now. Don't wait. Don't give yourself an hour. Don't give yourself, I'll figure it out after work or I'll figure it out this weekend. I'm going to go for a drive with the wife and we'll figure this out. It's just wasting time. Just wasting time. And that's something that we do not have a lot of. 2023 is literally next week. <laughs> you joke. You laugh though, Gab. But like 2023 is 
it could very well be next week. The way that people treat the things that are important Mm -hmm. next week, next weekend, tomorrow. And then next week never really comes, right? They never really take the time to go and have those thoughts or um, to have those discussions. It, It may as well be next week. It's going to feel like next week. It's going to feel like last week you were just thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope that well, I saw someone drop off. There we go. Perfect. One person dropped off the call. <laughs> and I was just about to say, it, at the very least, if one person, one person, I can wake them up this morning to really have that moment. And I saw one person drop off so we can move forward. I, I don't. My intention is not to be a dick. My intention is not to point fingers. My intention is to to provide wake-up calls. I've said this a million times. I hate educating. I hate it. I hate doing presentations. I like kicking the ass. That's that's, because education is not the problem. It's not. Another course is not going to solve the problem for you. Understanding how it's done is not going to solve it for you. It's doing the things that you need to the uncomfortable things that you need to do in order to to get the growth and success. I know lots of people that know everything. They know every answer. They know all about these strategies and they're still not doing it. Yeah. Lots of people. Try I could not. name them, but I can't name them. <laughs> but I know who you are. Oh, the listener came back. <laughs> I, but well, it dropped down one that came back up. So I'm assuming that they're back they and they got the out. answer. They figured it out. So welcome back to the show. All right. So I went down a rabbit hole. I hope it was meaningful. Um, and now I've got nothing to talk about for the next 23 minutes. <laughs> well, I, we have a question. <laughs> do we know? Yeah. I don't see it. From Varsh. Oh. Hmm. Varish says, how do you decide exit strategies? Does it depend on the situation? Could you please share an example for understanding? Simple answer. Lowest risk, maximum ROI. That's how I decide. What is going to give me the best ROI? And what is going to give, how can I mitigate my, my risk as much as possible? That's all. Um, certainly understanding lots of different strategies, exit strategies is beneficial. Um, I tell people not to take more and more courses, but you know, at the same time, having a general understanding of lots of different strategies can be beneficial in for that, for that example right there is to know which strategy is going to work for this particular situation. Now, if you're just buying multifamilies, keep it simple. If you just buy, if you have a rent to own business and just strictly do rent to own, keep it simple. Okay. But if you're looking at a property and you're trying to think, hmm, this could work. How can I make, how can I, how can I lower the risk a little bit and make sure I make the most money out of it, off of it? That's how you de- determine your exit strategy. But um, what are your thoughts, Gab? Well, I just think that like if you're picking up, investment properties, it should be in line with like focused on whatever, you know, 
investing tool or vehicle you're using to get towards your goals. So, yeah. you know, stay focused on what you're doing and you should be buying those properties specifically to do that. Um, I understand that some strategies like say flipping, you know, you're at the mercy of the market and you hope the timing works out and you hope the market doesn't change while you're doing the renovation and all those types of things. Mm -hmm. So that's a strategy where you might need more, um, you know, more options available to you and to know what those are. But like, if you're just, if you're buying turnkey rental properties or if you're, um, do, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. that's oh, yeah. easy. You don't, you don't need, like, you don't need to think about all of the exit strategies for that. Like the strategy is that you're going to hold it <laughs> yeah. until the appropriate time to get rid of it, which is not when the market is down. <laughs> so that is the strategy. Um, but certainly knowing that, you know, if you're buying a flip that you may need to, um, finance it and hold on to it and rent it if the market crashes that you might need to put a rent to own tenant in it if if you know if it isn't going to cash flow yeah. that you may need to you know like knowing those different kind of <clears throat> strategies certainly is beneficial um and having you know they like you're always taught have multiple exit strategies but i think that's more so just like having those tools in your tool belt so that you can execute whatever you need to execute at the end yeah. of the day um, but I, I think that there's very few situations where you royally screw up or like the market crashes so badly in a three month so period that you need to adapt. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I, I need to add in there is that you should be intentional with every purchase that you're doing. Yeah. Right. And, um, you shouldn't be willy nilly just trying to figure out what should I do with this property every single time you should be intentional as, as to what the outcome is that you're trying to achieve. Um, when you're buying a property, it should be a property that is going to get you to where you need to be in order to get the financial freedom that you want or whatever your goal is at the end, right? And not just looking at every property, unless of course that's your strategy, but begin with the end in mind, figure out where it is you're trying to get to, um, how much passive income that you're looking for, what types of properties are going to provide you that passive income. And then are you going to start buying those types of properties from day one and just accumulating them? Or are you going to spend the next five to 10 years accumulating wealth, doing flipping, doing wholesaling, doing burrs and stuff like that, and then selling everything, taking the cash that you have in 10 years, and then buying those said properties that are going to give you the passive income and cash flow that are going to give you the financial freedom that you want. That is just a small taste of what we do at the cabinet retreat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're interested in learning about how to really reverse engineer what your goals are and to figure out what types of strategies and what types of exit strategies you should be focusing on, definitely check out the cabinet sheet. That's what we do that whole weekend. Mm -hmm. We get intentional and figure out where it is you're actually trying to go, which passive income vehicles or pro types of properties are going to be best to provide you the cash flow that you need every month so you can do the, those things that you love doing every day. And then how are we going to buy those passive income vehicles? We could determine that you need 10 suited houses, 10 suited houses in Edmonton because it's going to give you $10,000 in cash flow. Now, those 10 suited houses cost $500,000 each, and you require a 20% down payment for each of them. So that means that you're going to need $100,000 to buy each of those properties, which means you need 100,000 times 10 is $1 million. $1 million, you can buy the 10 suited houses that gives you the $10,000 a month to go do whatever you want every day. You don't have to think about it. It's on autopilot. 
So do you start accumulating one speeded house per year for the next 10 years? Or do you continuously do flips and save up $1 million and then buy 10 speeded houses? You understand where I'm going with being intentional? Yeah. I would have never looked at a rent-to-own property. I would have never looked at some townhouse. Why? You're wasting your time. You know exactly where you need to be. The path, yeah. The path that needs to, you know, that you need to go on. You're wasting time by looking at other different strength properties. Yeah. Right? You should be completely intentional every single day and towards getting that goal. Following your roadmap in order to get there. Yeah. So building a plan is the first step. Beginning with the end in mind and then building a roadmap in order to get to that. That's what we do at the Cabin Retreat, February 25th through 27th. Register now. <laughs> or don't. Like, I don't care. There's only a few limited spots. I only want people there that actually really, truly yeah. want to get to their goals, right? I don't want someone who's just going to sit in the back of the room with their arms crossed and not getting involved. I'm looking for the best people who are actually going to get involved. I, I love that fucking retreat. I love it. It's so much fun. Can you just imagine 15 hours a day just like breaking down your goals? And like reverse engineering and then like seeing the other investors in the room and their eyes start lighting up when they get it, how simple it is. Yeah. We had one guy at our last retreat. I don't know if he's listening or not today. He figured out and he's, he's been, he's been running in circles for years, trying different things. And we figured out, he figured out that he could be done in six months. Wild. I'm swearing six fucking months. Just with a little bit of direction and a plan. Six months. I've been talking with him ever since the retreat. It's been two weeks now. He is on fire. Like literally, he, he's, 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 he's waking up happy. Because he That's can amazing. see. He can see it. Now, he's running into a few different issues. Obviously, he's got follow-up mentorship with me. So he's texting me constantly trying to solve these, these little issues, these little rope these little speed bumps on his roadmap. Mm -hmm. um, and we're working through them. We had a good call last night. We figured it all out. He's back on track. Mm -hmm. But he's on track for six months. And it's clear. He knows exactly what he's doing. Can you believe he was wasting that many years just running in circles, trying all these different strategies out, all these different exit strategies? Mm -hmm. It's not rocket science. It's just yeah. spending a weekend and actually intentionally figuring out a plan. There's your answer, Varsh. <laughs> it like I, you guys are gonna figure this out. If you haven't figured it out, then then you're gonna figure out soon that I don't like giving half-ass answers. How do you decide exit strategies? I could have very well just stopped at maximum ROI, limited risk. Or he could have given you the bullshit should always have three different exit strategies and know your market and what's happening and that sells books <laughs> yeah that sells books the truth is is that if you're intentional you'll get there significantly faster that's what i want i want literally everyone on this call and i want everyone who downloads this episode to get to their goals that's what i want that's, that's all i want is i want people to to email me or call me in 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 six months or six years and say holy shit Thank you so much. I was wasting so much time. Yeah. I cannot believe it took me that long to make that call. And when I did, everything opened up. I can't believe it took me that long to post something on social media. And when I did, I got my first two joint venture partners within a week. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing that a lot lately, actually. Yeah. We're hearing that a lot is that people are posting on, like, just finally putting their face in front of the camera. 
whichever picture or video and people are asking them about what they're doing. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it works. But like there's there's these little things that, you know, are preventing you from doing it. So that's that's all I want is I, I just want everybody to to reach what it is that they want in life. And sometimes I have to say it in a negative way or I have to I have to poke the finger. And but I hope you guys know it's from a it's from a place of of love and care. Where are we going, Gab? Well, I don't know. There's no, there's no more questions here. Do I end the show? I mean, like, what are you up to today, Wayne? Robbie, Robbie says here that was a cool moment, moment witnessing that. Yeah, when he figured out he can have it done in six. Robbie months. knows what I'm talking about. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm more excited for the people. I'm more excited for that than the person that says I need two hundred thousand dollars a month because I know it's just going to take longer. Right. I'm more excited for the person that's just honest with themselves and saying, you know what? What makes them happy? This yeah. is what really, truly makes me happy. Yeah. And I'm not going to waste another 12 years of my life trying to get something, you know, get a life that just like, is, what What do you need $200,000 a month for? Yeah. Really? There's your basic living expenses, but the rest is basically, you're, you're basically just gold plating everything around you. Mm-hmm. You're still going to be doing the same things every morning. Except you're going to be, it's all gold plated. And let's be honest with ourselves. If you are not already like fired up and on a path to be like the next billionaire, then you're probably not just going to start now because you think that's what you want. Yeah. Like that is a certain person who takes that path in life and like just does crazy risky stuff that ends up paying off. And next thing you know, they're a quadrillionaire. Um, like that's a certain person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, be honest with yourself <laughs> and like tone it down a notch about, yeah, the things that make you happy and that's like, it. how can you be doing those things, waking up and doing those things every day? We, we do. You don't next- need, you don't need a $20 million house and like eight cars in the <clears throat> crazy attached garage to, to do that. Like we do, uh, we do an early ex- exercise on that at the retreat basically just really breaking down what it is truly that makes you happy or fulfilled um, to, 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 it helps you be a little more honest with yourself and, and yeah, Lindsay's uh, wants to call in here. So I'm going to invite cool. her in. Hey there. Hey Lindsay. How's it going? I'm all right. I don't have headphones today, so I apologize about the quality. Uh, no, that's okay, Lindsay, but why are you all right? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> Don't come in remember here with that, that. Remember that devil dog puppy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so she has a thing for bowls. She pulled three bowls off the table in the last two days. So we're down to dishes. <laughs> Lindsay and I are on a yeah. call and all I can hear is like crash boom in the background. <laughs> and then she loses internet. So we're on a call and, and her- Lindsay loses internet connection and she, she disappears. She comes back and she's like, the dog chewed the the, the modem wire. Oh <laughs> All trust is lost now. She's in the kennel. Even if I'm home, if I'm doing something important. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I'll let it slide this time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no. So this is what keeps me up at night is my brain gets a little creative sometimes. So if you're trying to raise money, mm-hmm. in my experience, 
raising one big sum or raising lots of little sums can be the same amount of work or it can get you faster. So I just wondered if there's anyone doing it or if you've heard of it or if it's completely illegal, if you needed $100,000 to get 10 people with 10,000 or 100 with 1,000. Um, what type of money are you raising? Just like a for a joint venture? Like would they be partners with you on a property? No, I would think hard money on that. But that's where my brain was. This was my brain at about three this morning. So, Okay. Um, hard money for what? To purchase a property, right? So if you... And, I, and it's not like this is an abstract concept in my brain right now. Mm. Not for a specific property or anything. But if we were going to do that... You know the way that the big syndications would have just a landing page set up and they would have their vetted accredited investors, those sorts of things. I'm trying to think ahead with systems and processes because I've been that business owner without them after you started and it sucked, but you don't know what you don't know. So I was just thinking about if you were to set up a landing page and you were to put in there, are you interested in investing? And then it says, yes, somehow you're going to get that information from them. Could you then send back out almost a survey the same as bankers do or, you know, investors uh, like financial? My brain is not working. Okay. Um, financial people. And then you're going to ask them, what are they looking to invest? What are they looking for for a return? Are they high risk? Are they low risk? How much knowledge do they have kind of of things and how much? Um, involvement do they want in projects and through that way maybe start to create a bit of a lineup of people who would best suit certain deals or other deals right mm-hmm. so have oh, you heard God. have you heard about um, uh, an investment quote-unquote investment uh, company in Saskatoon that's currently in the news right now no. Okay. Um, so, I try not to watch the news these days. Well, no, it's it's ask any investor in our <laughs> okay. circles, and they'll tell you. Um, I'm not going to talk about them on the show. It's it's not fair. Um, I don't I don't understand all the details, but long story short, um, uh, you are not allowed to advertise to the public for investment opportunities. Um, it, ah. it can be friends, family, close friends, and family. And accredited investors. Um, in fact, I, I Barry's talked about this. Uh, Barry McGuire's talked about this on one of his Facebook lives. Um, I just can't remember which one he was explaining it. But if you look it up, look up the Securities Commission. Um, there are rules in what determine what defines an accredited investor. And I believe it's like a net worth of two million dollars, or they have to have a certain amount of cash in the bank. Um, but it's it's high net worth individuals um, that right. you are allowed to talk to. You can't just openly advertise to the public. I mean, you can, but you'd have to say only friends, family, and accredited investors. <laughs> so here's here's my recommendation: just stick to friends and family. And if you don't have any friends and family that don't have any money, then make more friends <laughs> and turn acquaintances into friends, and then have discussions with them. Um, right. But yeah. you want to be super careful. That right there, huge red flags, because this is what essentially happened to those two individuals in Saskatoon. Um, they were advertising publicly for investment opportunities, 
and they got shut down. They were told to stop. And then further things happened. And there's been a lot of investors in Canada right now that have been affected by it. Um, all because just technicalities. Yes. Hence the question, right? So I haven't had yep. a chance to research that since three this morning when my brain was going. But uh, I just wondered, I was like, this makes sense in my head of why you or how you could do it. And no one appears to be. So I'm assuming something is in the way of that. Right. Probably the reason, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. you know what? Good for you for asking right away. I mean, a lot of people would just assume that since no one's doing it, then it's probably illegal. No, you asked and that's good. Um, I'm going to see about finding that, um, that episode where, where they talk about what determines or what defines accredited, uh, an accredited investor. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, uh, it's like simple answer. Just avoid uh, raising money from an accredited investor and just stick to family and friends. It's just the easiest. Um, it's going to save you a whole lot of time and research and planning. And yes, there you go. does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks. Yeah. Have a um, another question up here earlier. Uh, Leo asks, uh, what is the, I can actually, can you read that? What is the ideal participant profile for the cabin retreat? Someone is ready to kick ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, and literally that's it. That's it. Just <laughs> like be somebody who's just really ready to to get real about what they want and ready to put together an action plan on how to get there. Yeah. Um, it could either be someone who's just getting started and doesn't know where to start and doesn't know how to figure out a plan on how to get to what they want. Or it can be someone who's five or 10 or 15 years in at the exact same spot, been learning for years. And just for some reason, I haven't reached my goals. Yeah. And you don't know why. So that would, that would be it right there. It's, you know, Robbie's on here. Robbie's spoken up about it. So I'll, 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 I'll just say, go speak to Robbie and ask him what his experience was um, or go ask anyone else who's been to the cabinet tree. It's, it's, it's tough to explain. It's, it's um, what we try to do is just, we try and create perspective and we try and use that perspective um, to create a plan and we spend three days on it. So if you're ready and you're, you're open to being vulnerable and honest with yourself about what it is that you truly do want. Um, and you have to be honest because otherwise it won't work. If you say, I just want $200,000 a month, I'm going to be asking you why, what are you going to do with it? Okay. You've got your gold plated car. You got your gold plated house. You got your fancy food, your chef and your cleaner and everything else. And you got the nanny. What are you going to do every morning when you wake up? That's what I want to know. You got to be honest with me. And then when you realize that your life is just going to be as normal and, and routine and boring as it is right now, because you like that's the things that you like to do every day, people... People love routine, right? Mm -hmm. They love certainty. Then it's gonna then then you can make that decision decision at that point with that perspective of do you if if that's the case, do I really need all those gold plated things around me, or can I have that life right now within six months? And that's entirely up to you. That's 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 a personal decision. So yeah. if you're open to having those honest conversations and willing to participate, and you also want to get away and do a really cool cabin, at, you know, a really cool cabin for three days, and hang out with Gabby and I, and hang out with other cool investors who are thinking the same creative ways, that's who it's right for. But don't come if you're just going to sit in the back of the room. 
Um, Corey's got a flip coming up. I'm going to read this, Corey, but I have a question for you. So Corey says, I have a flip, uh, got a flip coming up. I want to jump on, but of my, my more mortgage broker told me if I buy another place right now, he'll kill me, LOL. Any options you can think of other than raise the capital for purchase it outright? Why? Oh man, where are they, where, where are they these professionals? And why would why why does your mortgage broker say he'll kill you if you buy another property right now? Um, got a flip coming up. I want to jump on it, but my a, a flip has nothing to do with mortgages. What do you mean, Wayne? Well, f- like. Why don't you just get private money? There's your answer is, is uh, find a private private money lender. Yeah, most people doing flips uh, purchase with private private money so that you can get in and get out. Most mortgage companies won't let you like. Um... What's up, Wayne? Oh, no, I just heard something. Is that the dog choking or is that you? Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, just making sure the dog's not dying upstairs. Um, sorry, you were saying? I don't know. You distracted me. <laughs> Um, any other ways that you can think of raising the capital to purchase it outright? No, I mean, you can you can definitely find someone who you can raise capital and buy it outright or just find a private money lender um, who will lend you 80% of the mortgage. You bring 20% and, and you're going to pay a higher premium. Um, yeah, going through a mortgage broker, I mean, unless that mortgage broker is dealing with private lenders or a mortgage investment corporation that, like Calvert, for example. Um, yeah, it's, it's very simple. Just, just go find a private money lender. Okay. So yeah, he says, uh, have too many refinances coming up and it would, uh, mess up his debt, debt service. It would be private. They wouldn't even see it. Yeah. Well, that's what that's, yeah. That's why the mortgage broker is saying, don't get a mortgage to buy the flip. Oh yeah. Skip. yeah. <laughs> private money. Yeah. Uh, private mortgage won't be on your, on your credit. No. When, when you're doing the refinance. Um, so if anyone on here. Uh, if you're listening, um, I'm not going to put out Corey's public information, but um, I would recommend Corey jumping on a bunch of the Facebook groups and, and asking if anyone's doing any private lending. Um, I'm fairly certain that three people are at least three people, three people that I know are going to probably respond within those said groups um, and say that they have some or speak to a mortgage broker who works with private lenders and RSP lenders. Um, you can also get RSP mortgages as well. Um, same thing, private lending. Um, Corey asks, so Calvert wouldn't show up on his? Correct. Yeah. Calvert would not show up. I didn't know the answer to that, so that's cool. Okay. Um, There's more questions, but uh, well, let's flip through them. I have a child to get ready for school. Okay, you go get ready. I'll finish these questions. <laughs> I don't mind. I'll do it. Okay. Do you, want, you guys want me to stay or do you guys want me to... Uh, just shut her down and do it tomorrow. I don't mind. I'm having a good time. Okay. My coffee's empty though. Maybe you can fill it. <laughs> Just kidding, sweetheart. This is weird. Bye, you guys. <laughs> um, what else we got? If you're extremely new to real estate investing and want to learn more, where do you suggest a starting point to learning more about it? Gabby, what do you think? Tune in live every morning at 6 a.m. Yeah. Um, truthfully, yeah. Uh First step is to uh, read Don Campbell's book, Real Estate Investing in Canada, The Acre System. Before you jump on some group, you know, some 
course or whichever else. I mean, they're all pretty generic. You know, it, like take a three hundred dollar course, take a four hundred dollar course. I'm not even going to name which three or four hundred or six hundred or whatever dollar course to take. They're all pretty much the same on the basics of real estate investing. And I feel like it is it is necessary. You're going to need to learn the basics of cash flow and market analysis and and how to choose your your correct tenant profile for each type of property. How to choose what type of property you should be. Um, you know how to calculate. You know what expenses to be concerned about. Um, I, you could ask me the questions every morning and I can answer them. But, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes it is important to just take one of those $300 courses, weekend courses or daily, a one day course and just learn all the basics of it. But stop there. Stop there before you go and spend fifteen dollars or $20,000 on something else. Just take a look at it. You got now you got the information. Now, like I said earlier, really take a second to figure out what it is that you want and where you want to go and which of those types of properties are going to be best suited for you to give you the passive income to provide you that life. Think about it first before you go hop on like everybody else and just, you know, invest $20,000 because the person at the front, the front of the stage or on the other side of the camera told you to. So um, start with the book, go find a 200, 300, $500 beginning in real estate investing course. I don't teach them. I don't like, I don't like doing it. I, 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 I hate education. I, it's not my thing. Um, but there's plenty of them out there uh, and available. Hold off from their upsell on their big coaching program or their big one-stop shop with all the contract thing. Just take a second before you do. If you decide to, that's entirely up to you. Before you do, just take a second and just re-listen to everything that I talked about earlier in this episode about beginning with the end of mind and reverse engineering what you really want. That might be really simple. Um, hopefully that answers your question. God, it's quiet in here without Gabby. Ah, Josh says, Angela, the go-to book most Canadian investors start with is Real Estate Investing in Canada by Don Campbell. There you go. It's, um, yes. Uh, Corey says, stuff like this, Angela, and go to meetups. Yeah, joining in every morning, I, I have a feeling you're going to learn everything you need to know. Uh, but it will take a year. Um, and that is that is a long time. And the year's almost, well, the year's almost over. Um, yes podcasts are great there's lots of different uh, podcasts I I mean definitely be be listening to you know this podcast and there's other podcasts as well just try not to get too caught up in in the in the the successes of other people um that's why we decided to do a morning show as opposed to less interviews because I was doing interviews for two years and all I found was that people were getting inspired by other people's success and they weren't actually ever reaching it because they put these people up on a pedestal because they wanted to be, oh, I want to create a business where, you know, I'm converting multifamilies in, in Arizona and you never do because it's, it's, it's such a big audacious goal and you don't know nothing about it and you just dream about it. So um, I think that the interview model for podcast is, is actually, it holds you back a little bit. Um, so just don't get caught up in other people's successes. And then, you know, you listen to the next episode and this person's doing, you know, flips in Italy and you're like, Oh, cool. I'm going to do flips in Italy. Once I'm done with my Arizona multifamily burrs, Ooh, this is cool. Cargo containers and putting them into houses. No offense. Like I had someone on that did that. Um, oh, this is cool. Rent to own. Oh, this is cool. 
And then you go take another course, another course, another course. Next thing you know, five years has passed and you're in the exact same spot. Uh, what else we got here? I'm, I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it, people. Um, I am way behind on all these comments here. I want to hear more details about Corey's uh, flip, though. That you're that you're gonna jump. If you do jump on it, I would, you call in this week and let me know the details. I'm, I'm interested. I love flips. They're they're exciting. Annette, thank you for that comment. This has definitely been the most valuable podcast for me. On a day that I had no topic really planned. <laughs> Somehow, um, we, we I, I had no idea what we we're going to be covering. We got one comment question and we went down a 30 minute rabbit hole on how to choose an, a realtor. And then we went into the cabin retreat and in and and designing your roadmap. I'm glad I'm glad that you got that that you got a lot of value from this podcast. That's 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 fantastic. Um, that's what we want. That's what, what the reason why we do this every morning for free is is so that we can reach more people, and hopefully everyone reaches their level of success. That's it. I just want everyone to be happy. Uh, Lindsay having this, Lindsay says having this at a dedicated time each day has cut down on the amount of podcasts I listen to, which was taking my attention away from things like my kids because I would listen while I was making supper instead of interacting. Wow, that's that's a really great perspective, and and thank you for saying that. That's that's, that's awesome. And Josh loves the early morning as well. Okay, cool. Um, cause a lot of people were against the whole early morning thing for a very long time. <laughs> I don't want to get up that early uh, and it's, why can't you do it in the evening? Like everybody else at five o'clock? Well, there's a reason because we're all making supper and stuff like that at five o'clock. We're all just coming home from work. I think that by starting your day with these types of conversations and, and getting, opening yourself up to this type of creativity is the right way to start your day. It's going to, it's going to hopefully inspire you to do the things that, uh, that are hard. Okay, that's it for questions. Um, if there are any more that pop up, I will save them and we'll save them for tomorrow. Um, what day is it today? Is today Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. Okay. Well, guys, have a, an awesome Wednesday. Um, go out there. Um, I'm going to actually, you know, I'm going to rewind for a sec. I'm going to go back to a comment that I talked about earlier. And that was really, I want you guys to second guess, you know, those, those, those items that you chose for accountability yesterday. I want you to really dive deep today within the next hour or the next 10 minutes or by the end of the day, really figure out what's been holding you back from taking the next step. Um, and then if you want to share tomorrow, then share tomorrow. We'll be open to it. Okay. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.